I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Music in My Life with me, Laura Wright, the show where we talk about the music we love so much, our relationship with that music, and the role it plays in our life. What is it about music that taps into our emotions and why does it make us feel a certain way? Today's guest is an incredibly talented British artist, musician, mum, writer and journalist. Now we met on a tour called Young Voices, which brings together thousands of children in arenas across the country to enjoy music together and experience live performance with wonderful artists such as my guest today. Vivi Brown is also a record producer, a model. I mean, she's incredibly driven and passionate about her own career and her music. And her career has been incredible to date. And I know she has so much more to do. I say this because when we met, I remember this overwhelming sense of creativity coming from her as a person and at a time when I was about 16 or 17 years old I was part of a group called All Angels and as I said we were on this tour together and I remember Vivi you showed me this I don't know you showed me kind of what true passion looked like and I remember we were on a tour bus and you were writing a storyboard for a cartoon which is insane to think about it because I'm right in thinking you're literally about to release a new book. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Gosh, I'm blushing after that amazing introduction. <laughs> well, listen. Oh, so nice. <laughs> oh, no, it's such a pleasure. And welcome to the podcast. And I genuinely, I'm going to say this, and I know we're recording now. I should have said it before we started, but I am such a huge fan of your music and just the way that you hold yourself and creatively as an artist. Honestly, I think you're absolutely amazing. And I'm so, so grateful that you've agreed to be a guest today and to talk about music, which is so exciting. Um, so welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Will you tell me a little bit about your new book? It's called Lily and the Magic Comb, but tell me, tell me more about it. Yes, I will. And thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, the feeling is mutual. I know that that was such a lovely, wonderful tour. Um, we got on so well. It was really exciting. Um, but yeah, in regards to the children's book, yeah, it's a story, um, a whimsical story about a little girl called Lily. And she's given this magic comb um, from her mother. And the magic comb allows her to go anywhere she wants to go in her imagination. And it's a story about teaching and encouraging children that they can achieve and follow their dreams, basically, no matter who they are. And it came, that. yeah, it, it sort of came from a place where I was finding it really difficult to find multicultural books for my own children. 
Um, and um, I just felt like I wanted to contribute to the the story of diversity where all children can have that sort of inspiring feeling and see versions of themselves. So, yeah, it's it's a really cute story and I'm re- we're really proud of it. So, yeah. That's amazing. And and was that something that, you know, you, were you inspired to to create the book um, when you had your, your first child or was it something that you've always felt really passionate about and realised that actually there's just this gap where there's a lack of, of stories that reflect, you know, who you feel should be represented? Well, I had no idea about children's books, really pre-kids. It was just not on my radar. As soon as I you know, even with nieces and nephews and being an auntie, I I didn't really, you know, read children's books or know much about what they were or, you know, the things like the Gruffalo. I had no idea about Mm. anything. But once I had my first child, we really dived into reading and it became something that we just loved to do together. Even from when she was very little, we would go to the library and I would just be searching for books to just engage with her the you know books with colors and beautiful pictures or even when she was you know pre six months black and white contrasting colors and things and so when I became a mother it was in that discovery of children's books for my own children that I I sort of realized that there wasn't much books that kind of represented her in a sense of her brown skin or her curly hair um and uh yeah that's when I started to realize that something was missing and it was quite a frustrating feeling as well of having to search for it um and then I think the idea came then but I I sort of sat on it for a while and as you know mummy life is like chaotic I was gonna say you say you sat on it but also you were like juggling absolutely everything at that time I'm sure so these ideas as well are I think it's often in in life when I feel like when you become a mum it's the ideas that you are so passionate about that stick and that you follow through because there's simply no no time for anything else so this clearly was something so important to you as well it really was and um you know, as you're watching your child grow up and you're realising how important it is that they are seeing references of positive role models and things that make them feel confident about themselves. Yeah, it really does install this sort of motherly instinct, like a mother bear instinct where you feel like you want to change the world almost for your child. And um, I think and I hope that this this book is a little piece of transformation to a much bigger um topic and discussion about representation um and the the thing is as well it's the my main thing was I just wanted to make a book that would inspire all children um I think sometimes we can get hung up on it being about not representing children of color but for me this book is for everybody it's a book where you don't even think about those things you're just reading an, an adventure story and when it ends somehow the children reading it and looking at the pictures will feel like they can be whoever they want to be and yeah and even in the book we she goes to outer space and meets an astronaut and we tried we tried to make sure the astronaut was a female just those like little things where you know she um you know Lily went to space and 
you know, had tea with an astronaut. She was, you know, using those little words to empower women as well, to empower our girls, that they can be engineers and astronauts and mathematicians and things that kind of go outside of those stereotypical boxes. Definitely. That's so, honestly, I think you're right as well, having that ability through stories and, and through music, of course, too, to inspire, you know, not only the people around us, but a younger generation and, and, those stories are so important and I think you can't even you can't underestimate how you know at what point you can introduce them it's literally from that moment you know just like you said finding the black and white books you know to to interact with your child it's literally from the very moment they're born and um it sounds incredible and I think it must be amazing also to leave that kind of legacy and and leave something that is physical you know and and that's that's true of music as well myself being a performer but also you know making recordings it's your way of, of sort of I guess leaving something behind that's creative and and a part of yourself and has that always been you know really important for you when you've been writing music because I feel like I you know myself and my husband Harry as well absolutely loves your music but I feel like you also give so much creatively um and I suppose this year's been been a funny one for all of us in in that in that industry as such how have you found it have you found it creative or has it been full of being a mum or or a bit of both you know what, it's been a very complex pendulum between absolute chaos and no time and like massive whopping, you know, splashes of creativity where I literally have to run to the studio and like shout at my husband and be like, can you just look after the kids? And I go <laughs> in and just have to like put put down an idea. Um, I think... Yeah, it's funny. Pain and chaos and turbulence and tension are all good things to bring out emotion and creativity. I personally, for myself, yeah, no, I completely yeah. agree with you. Um, yeah, and I think it's definitely put a rocket at my butt to make my next album, which actually is finally in motion um to be released next year and I'd been procrastinating for years I mean I put my last album out in 2015 um and I just found it really 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 hard to find the time to get creative again it was like my brain was just filled with being a mum and trying to navigate through that and the guilt and the highs and the lows and the love and the you know when do we do sleep training and all that stuff? It was just, I was consumed by it. But yeah, this year it's almost kind of allowed me weirdly to, to just get on with it. Um, it, This, this whole, the whole year has been a very reflective time for for us to remember what matters as well. I think us spending time as a family and logistically, I tell you what's been helpful is my husband working from home has been so good for us as a family because it means where I was just kind of at home with the kids, you know, doing the whole school run and uh, nursery and looking after Josie, who's 18 months now kind of thing. And literally scramming my whole life and career in that nap time where I'm just like steams coming out of my laptop as I'm sending like all these emails, hoping that she won't wake up. The whole lockdown thing, me and my partner, we've like 
managed our time in a way where I've actually got more time mm. to do the things that I want. So yeah, it's worked out logistically, creatively and spiritually really, really well for me. I'm like sat here. I know you can't see me, but I'm like nodding my head vigorously. <laughs> Everything <laughs> you're saying, it's so true, isn't it? And I think it's also allowed for that really special moments as a family that you might not have got, you know, necessarily that happen sort of off the cuff and and those moments where, as you say, it's like, oh, actually, you know, I can I can take them for the next half an hour. I can look after my daughter's called Ottilie. Like, I can look after Ottilie for half an hour. You go do this. And and I think when you are cramming everything into that short space of time that is a nap or whatever it may be, or once they've gone to sleep, it's very hard to then suddenly make yourself be creative as well. So it sounds so exciting as well that you're you're creating new music. And before we before we get on to obviously your um the questions that you've chosen and the and the music that you've chosen as well. I just just wanted to play a little bit um of one of your tracks for people who maybe haven't heard some of your music um so I chose will you wait from your album glitch which is one of my favorites and if you're listening to this now you have to listen to it in full because it it grows as a piece um and it's so beautiful but let's have a little listen now before we talk about the, the music that you've chosen I love it. <laughs> oh, so Gosh, good. I, I feel I feel so honored that you you know you played that record because that record means so much to us really? as creatives. Uh, the thing is, a lot of people they know me mainly for my first album, which um, came out on Island Records, and the two albums after that we released independently. So we put our sweat and tears into those independent releases. And sometimes you wonder if anyone has heard of them at all because it didn't get that, you know, mainstream push. And that album was such a a magical experience creating it. And um, that particular song has a really special story to it. Um, I mean, the lyrics are about waiting for that thing that you desire, um, that that hope that you can keep going when you feel like you're going to give up. It's the last moment of that marathon when you want to fall and collapse and you're asking that person at the finish line, are you going to wait for me? Um, or in life or in the dreams that you hold. Um and I remember there was um, a lady, uh, an amazing artist, she was a painter, who came to the studio and she had uh, this amazing ability to see colour with sound. I think it's called synesthesia. And when we played her the, the, the song, she was telling us all the things, that all the colours and shapes that she was seeing. And I was just, oh, I broke down crying. I was, I was thinking, can you really see colour and shapes when you're hearing this music? And she said, yes, genuinely, I can, right now I'm seeing it all in front of my eyes. And the things that she was describing was just so beautiful. She saw like geometric, like triangles and these beautiful, calming blue colours and all these kind of things. And she was almost describing a painting a three-dimensional, like a painting in front of her, that kind of personified 
the feelings of hope and waiting, all of all of those lyrics and everything. And so, yeah, you playing that song, it, it really is so personal to me. Um, and especially being a mother right now. And I, of, I often have those moments of, will I ever make music again? Or there's moments where, how do I fit it all in? And to the people who have been following my career, will you wait for me on the other end whilst I'm figuring out this whole motherhood thing before I get creative and release again? So, oh, so thank you for playing it. And, oh, yeah, I feel really honoured. Um, it's honestly... You know, you I hearing you talk about it as well is is so lovely for for me to hear because I I listen to that track a lot when I need to feel empowered when I need to you know it's kind of that grandiose feeling musically and and I don't know it just for me that album was so powerful and I can tell you I tell everyone to buy that album to listen to that music also because there's so much in it and and there's I really also thought as well within that that track but also that whole album glitch like there's elements of of the music we're going to talk about now that I can see that have inspired you and and I think that's what's so wonderful and and I think people will always wait for good music like people will and and this year like you say it's been reflective and and I feel like a silver lining of this year for people who are creative across the arts you know um it's going to be a source of a lot of inspiration and I think in time there's going to be some great music some great art that's going to come out of this year and I think people will always be there will always wait for for good music and for talent and and I yeah I was sort of I suppose felt so excited that I was like I remembered talking to you and I remembered us meeting you and I could just see this that you were so passionate about what you did and and I think I can totally agree with you as well about being a mum and feeling a bit lost and and not really knowing where to begin or how to fit everything in so it it's very comforting to to talk about it with you and and I guess yeah I just I that's why I said I've got to play some of your music and you know an opportunity to play that track is yeah wonderful so how lovely to hear the story about it as well thank you brilliant um so let's let's I know sorry (laughs) let's jump in let's jump into the music um so obviously as people know I give you I've given you eight questions and you've chosen four with four songs and first choice that we're going to jump into is a song for tough times for you and um what an incredible artist and what an what an amazing song as well but tell me about this song condolences and, and and what it means to you well um, Benjamin um Clementine I just adore um he has a rawness and a realness and an authentic spirit in his music that reminds me of Nina Simone um and those artists that they just draw the most purest parts of your emotions and they you just you're compelled and you're made to list, listen to what he's saying and how he's feeling. Um, and I just love how stripped back it is. And his voice is just filled with so much sorrow, but so much hope at the same time. Um, and it's just so powerful to me. Um, and I just love it lyrically when he, he talks, what he's talking about. You've seen me here before 
And so don't tell it, don't tell it otherwise. The voice, this particular voice, yes, you've heard it before, before. And so don't you dare tell it, don't you dare tell it otherwise. No wonder why the road seems so long, because I had done it all before and I won. And it's just when you're having tough times, for me, I, I really like to listen to the lyrics. I, I'm a lyricist and I love hearing what other people are saying. And when you've got words like that wrapped up in his in the in his voice and the things that he's trying to communicate, it really brought me out of of tough times. And um I went through postnatal depression with both my um my children. And I think this was one of the songs that I kind of would go to 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 try and embrace the way I was feeling and listen to myself and find myself again, but also to be inspired and to try and find the power within myself again to say, because I had done it all before and I won. So, so beautiful. And I think, I think you're right in the sense that also music, I talk about this so much, but music kind of gives us that, that excuse to just be in a moment and be within one emotion and and be okay with it. And the music sort of bookends that time sometimes and just allows us that time to sit there and to be and, and that it's okay. And, and I think this song for me as well, when I listen to it and you know, he's incredible. He's won the Mercury Prize. He's a poet. He's a, you know, a composer, musician. He's just, there's this, as you say, fragility in his voice, but also the way that then the track takes like three and a half minutes or over that to get to this then major key that then comes to this chorus at the end. It's really unusual in terms of a, you know, what you'd call a normal structure of a song. And I love that as well, because I feel like he is pushing the boundaries with not just the way that he sings and speaks, you know, spoken word as well, but also the way he structures a, a song is just incredible. And Wow, I mean, what an amazing piece as well. I, I think it's done. Let's have a little listen to some of this, uh, some of this track, Condolences, and we'll talk some more. This is uh, by Benjamin Clementine. You felt this feeling. Tell me, don't be ashamed. You felt it before, before. Don't tell me, don't tell me otherwise. I almost forgot, foolish me, I. So beautiful. So, so good. <laughs> does it, does it take uh, you back to a, you know, to a place? I know obviously it probably holds some quite emotive, uh, tough memories for you, but also, as you say, quite kind of full of strength. Does that take you back to, to those feelings now? Absolutely does. It really, really does. And more the side of it of, come on, you can get through this. You can do this. You know, you are human. Be kind to yourself. Be kind, you know. And um, yeah, and oh, he's fantastic. He's inspired my next album as well. So much so this song has inspired where I'm headed with the new records, where, you know, I'm stripping it all the way back. Um, and you know, his piano playing has really inspired me with 
with what I want to do next because I'm a classically trained pianist and I've never ever really shown that in any of my music um so this next record is inspired by his his the rawness he creates with his voice and his piano and I've tried to do the same thing with this next record where it's just me and my piano um but yeah he is I'd love I'd love to go and see him live and um just be in the crowd and just like stare at him. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking you're amazing. I mean, he's incredibly yeah. beautiful as well, though. Like, I mean, I he's, you know, he's got one of those faces that's just, I mean, it is something like an artist, I feel like would paint that as a, you know, as a perfect face. It's incredible. He's incredibly striking. And I love, you know, some of his artwork as well as um, just so it's like, it looks like it's dated, but it's also brand new and really fresh and I feel like that's sort of a lot of what his his music as well brings because I there's this kind of plain chant-esque vibe as well because I obviously you saying a classical you know you're trained as a classical pianist and I grew up loving choral music and and studied opera and there's definitely a a line in his music that's very classical and and almost yeah plain chant-esque I think and I I love that when there's that cross genre um but done in such a, a cool way it's incredible thank you for like bringing him into my my world as an artist <laughs> and you say you want to see him live have you really missed that this year as well you know obviously oh. all of us missing out on live music absolutely I've missed it so so much I've missed going to gigs I've missed doing small gigs or you know I've missed all of it it's um it's uh it's a realization that we it's we need it it's like food for the soul to just be able to go and see see live music so yeah it's it's been difficult and I really feel for touring artists who are who had to cancel their tours and things like that because it's such a massive income stream for for musicians so it's been it's yeah it's heavily heavily missed and I can't 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 wait now I've heard about the vaccine so hopefully that's going to just change the game for next year to get all of that to come back yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, let's let's talk about this next song. So we're going to move on to something that screams family to you, and I another great song, um, bit of kind of synth pop. Uh, this is "Safety Dance" by Men Without Hats, and it's released way back in 1982. But tell me, is this something that you grew up listening to? Like, why why does it remind you of your family so much? So my husband introduced this song to me. I didn't really know about it before I met him. I met him when I was 23. I'm 37 now. Oh my God, I'm getting old. (laughs) That's not Um, old, that's young. (laughs) um, So yeah, and it just, when we we used to play it, when we first moved um, in with each other, we used to play it and have discos, little sort of private discos, and we would we would put all the lights, turn the lights off and put like Matalan disco balls, those spinning ones that we would, you know. That we would, <laughs> yeah. um, and we would just, we would just dance. And th- that was the song that we, um, we always ended up just being silly to and having lots of fun. And when we had our kids, um, it was just a go-to song of happiness. And now with our, as a family, it's just the song that we'll put on and everyone just, just as silly and is jumping on sofas and you know pulling funny faces and it just invokes happiness and life and carefree um and and that's kind of you know and it's it feels quite 
chaotic and disorganized, but at the same time, it's has a pulse where it's moving along in a in a way that you can dance to it. And I think, yeah, family life is basically that. It's a chaotic, orderly, happy dance that you're having with each other. Um, and yeah, it just reminds me of, of that in every way. I love that. What gorgeous memory to have as well. And, and passing that music down, you know, from generation to generation as well, something that's clearly, you know, really important for you and your husband, but then also for your children now as well. And I think also giving ourselves that sort of um, just that uh, allowing ourselves to dance and to move and to be free. You know, I don't think you know, we do that a lot as well when everything seems a little bit too much, sometimes just feeling silly and, and not taking life too seriously is, uh, is what it's all about. Um, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. I think the word freedom is such a powerful word in our home, especially with the kids. I really want to install in them a fearless sense of freedom where they can be and do and create and choose the things that they want without a sense of doubt and that free it comes from that freedom of thought where you can put on a song and just be absolutely silly and crazy and not be self-conscious because you're being your truest authentic free self and you know what actually is so it's so like funny and interesting that you say that because when I read about when you'd chosen this song and reading up about it the lead singer had explained that the reason he'd kind of written this song it was a bit of a protest against him being kicked out of a club allegedly for for doing a silly dance essentially so it was almost like this is your excuse to be free with the way that you move as a song and so isn't it great that that's almost you know that his exact inspiration for creating this music has come across in a way that people dance to it now you know even though it was it was hugely popular in the 80s um I love that oh, so good I did not know that that's yeah. amazing <laughs> yeah that's awesome. let's uh, let's have a little dance by ourselves now and have a little listen to <laughs> Some of uh, the safety dance by men with that. We can dance if we want to. We've got all your life in mind. As long as we abuse it, never gonna lose it. Everything will work out right. I say we can dance if we want to. We can leave your friends behind. Because your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, they're no friends of mine. I say we can dance. We can dance, everything's out of control. But we can dance, we can dance. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it just uh, makes you want to move, doesn't it? It just immediately makes you smile and just makes you feel happy. It does that yeah, for me anyway. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And I was I should say that so um allegedly again, new wave dancing is done like individually, and apparently what they were doing was holding the torso rigid while thrashing about. That's the technical term. And a bit like <laughs> a bit like pogo dancing, or you know, when you kind of jump and do the old fish move and sort of thrash around with your arms mm. apparently that's what got them kicked out of the club so there we go um that was their freedom for ex of expression and uh, a little bit of a protest song which I, I just love that story i think it's great if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This Christmas, we're bringing you a brand new podcast to get you in the Christmas spirit. We know 2020 is going to be a little bit weird with not everyone able to celebrate Christmas how they want. So we're giving people the chance to curate their perfect Christmas instead. Guests include singer and podcast host Laura Wright. I'm going to guess you've heard of her on the basis you're listening to her podcast. You can find the podcast now wherever you found this podcast or just search All I Want for Christmas. Let's move on to oh, such an iconic song as well, On Vogue. I mean, amazing. What a choice for you and a song about your childhood too. Tell me more about this one. Yeah, so my mum, she was a massive fan of On Vogue um, and she used to have them all on these tapes. Gosh, tapes, what tapes? <laughs> Cassettes, yeah. <laughs> Cassette tapes. Um, and I remember I used to sit down on in my bedroom and I used to steal them from the cupboard and I would learn them and try and, you know, learn the songs like in such detail. And then I would record over them. I don't know if anyone, if you remember, you would, you'd have, you could, you'd have to press, you would press play and record at the same time. At the time. same time. Yes. I yeah. remember. And, and you had to break the little tiny hole bit in the tape to allow it to record over it because there was a little thing that would stop you from being able to record over the tape. So you had to kind of break it and then put it in the tape player and then it would allow you to record. And then I would try and sing over the tape. That's amazing. Um, and I remember once mum, I put it back in the tape cassette and mum 
put it on um, at a party and I think I'd forgotten to hide that one or whatever. I, I don't know why I put it back. Maybe, I don't know. And my singing was coming through at the party. <laughs> there were lots of people there and she was going to play one of her on vote tapes and then your voice came out. <laughs> yeah, like my terrible shouty version was like coming through. And it, it's um, this song reminds me so much of um, the beginning stages of me learning my sort of self as an artist in a sense it it wasn't a concrete song in a sense but it was definitely one of those pillars where I was listening to really strong powerful black women with these amazing voices and they were quite alternative as well on vogue with this band that was soulful but they were they were a bit rock there was a bit of a rock element to them um a bit of a rebellion to them um, and I think I was really attracted to that kind of that that role model, these strong black rebellious women with these amazing voices. And yeah, it just reminds me of my childhood, just those tapes and that gray, pinky carpet. <laughs> Isn't it funny, like the things that your mind hangs on to, they can be so specific, but very kind of random things that you'll remember from childhood. And you say that obviously these were your mum's tapes um, originally. Do you feel like, was she ever passionate about instilling that music onto you? Or was it something you just, it was a bit of a kind of self-discovery for you? Weirdly, it was a self-discovery for me my parents are in education so they were very much about you know getting really good grades and going to Oxford um but mum mum and dad were even though they were very academic they were very free of mind and so they were very very passionate about installing in, in us to follow our dreams they came to this country um, when they were five from Jamaica and they basically they set up a private school in their early 20s which has been running for 35 years now and they had a dream a dream that many people said that they couldn't do and they achieved it so I think they installed that sense of you can achieve what you want in us so yeah I music was something I discovered that I was obsessed with and I knew I wanted to do it and they just encouraged that passion um but I don't know where it comes from I had I don't know where the, the, that passion comes from it's really weird because my parents don't sing or play I might, might be my granddad he was in a barbershop group maybe it comes from him <laughs> yeah I think it's funny isn't it because sometimes you can I I grew up with a lot of music around the house but it was again it was my grandfather that kind of inspired my mum with all the music and they'd have music in the house all the time um and although my yeah my family are really musical I still feel like it was that kind of that music and that inspiration from him passed down that then meant I kind of I just was always around music and I think it sounds like you know regardless of of the creative music side you just had incredibly strong powerful role models as well as parents which just goes such a long way I think when you're 
when you're finding what you're passionate about in life. And like you say, just allowing you the space to say, if you love this, you're passionate about it, we will create an environment for you to do that. You know, I think that's so important. I agree. Let's have a little, let's have a little listen to some of this epic track, um, released 1996. This is Don't Let Go by On Vogue. So it has got definitely a rock vibe now that you say it. I can hear it. Yeah, it just feels quite, don't mess with me kind of thing. I don't know why I went into an American (laughs) accent there. (laughs) But but yeah, just I I had my hands in the air, like with my face really screwed up there. You can't really see me doing it. I do my mouth like this like that's kind of what I was doing <laughs> I had one hand up in the air and was like yes and then I thought oh actually the harmonies are kind of barbershop-esque as well so maybe yeah, I don't know <laughs> yeah it's brilliant it's absolutely brilliant I was watching um the video for this as well which uses some scenes from a movie called set it off as well with uh Jada Pinkett Smith and Blair Underwood and I think you know that that kind of I think it's definitely that empowering you know there's those women standing there like unapologetically singing they've got these incredible voices incredible harmonies and and then this quite a simple track with it as well you know it's not like there's a lot of and I suppose at the time it was released there wasn't production in the sense that there is now and and I suppose that's something do you feel like that's something that's changed as well I I personally I feel like things are so produced now it's hard to get that real you know, sense of, of the, the music and its bare bones, if you like? A hundred percent. I always um, am inspired by a quote by Quincy Jones, where he says there's beauty in the spaces. And yeah, I think a lot of music nowadays is suffocating the spaces. And it's just, it's, I, sometimes I feel like, I don't know if it's because I'm getting old, but I can't listen to some some of the mainstream radio stations because I just sometimes I, it feels like it's attacking my brain a bit because it's sometimes the music feels so heavily produced. I don't feel like I'm listening to it effortlessly and enjoying it. I feel like it's just been marketed to me. Like it's trying to like strangle my brain, like an octopus's tentacles are just trying to like get in my brain. Like... <laughs> Um, what what an image (laughs) (laughs) sorry Um, so yeah so uh, yeah I mean and I guess I think it's so important music allows you to breathe and uh, you know yeah so I do agree that the on vogue track is definitely reminiscent of a Motown vibe almost or a time when it was very much about allowing each part of the music to be respected and just letting the person the voice come through definitely yeah so yeah 
And I think also like that, yeah, that space, I often tell, I do a lot of workshops now um, for people who are learning to sing, uh, they're ex-military, you know, serving or or maybe have suffered with PTSD or things like that. And I always often say to them, you know, the, the power is in the space and in the silence in music. And I think that's, that's so true. But also there's that kind of thing where if you listen to that track by On Vogue, you know, it would sound pretty much identical live. And, and whereas I feel sometimes... I can listen to a song that's, you know, live and that I've heard on the radio and, and it's not quite the same because it's been so overproduced in a way. Um, and I think that sometimes then takes away some of that sort of anticipation, I guess, of, of hearing an artist live. And, and for me, that that's always what it's all about as well. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, and I guess this this next choice of yours is, you know, again, something released in 1978. It's uh, for you a song about a love and by a Scottish singer-songwriter, you know, Bonnie Raitt covered this song. And I suppose for me, it's, yeah, sounds like it's a similar kind of vibe, even though the, the genre of music is completely different. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what this song means to you? And um, yeah, Right Down the Line by Jerry Rafferty. Yeah, so this has a really special place in my heart. It's a song that I danced to with my husband on our wedding day. Um, and we first heard it um, in Mexico. We went on holiday for a six-week trip and we we heard it and I can I can remember it now. We We went back to the um, Airbnb after hearing it. And then we sat on this balcony and watched the sunset and we played it on our phone and we were just holding each other. And it was just such a beautiful moment when you know that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, with your best friend. Um, and yeah, after hearing it for the first time and having that experience in Mexico, we got married um, about three years later and it's just such a beautiful wonderful sort of declaration of saying to somebody that you need them you want them and you know it's just saying I it's a declaration of I just have to tell you you know, that you're the one for me. It's like a hot chocolate or a really nice cup of coffee or a, um, a warm hug or coming home from a, a really long, cold, rainy walk. Um, and that's what that song gives to me. And yeah, it's very much about my love, our love with my husband. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. I'm going to read some of the lyrics before we hear a little bit of it now. Um, I agree with you. It's such a, a beautiful piece of music. Um, some of the lyrics say this. Yeah, this is my way of telling you that every day I'm loving you so much more because you believed in me through my darkest night. Put something better inside of me. You brought me into the light. Threw away all those crazy dreams. I put them all behind and it was you, woman, right down the line. It's so beautiful. So, so it beautiful. It really is. Such a gorgeous story oh. as well for you, like to have that, you know, and I think all of us can probably relate in some way. And, and as you actually said as well, really importantly, your best friend, you know, it might not be uh, your husband or your wife or your partner or whatever. It might be a, a sibling or a best friend or just that person. And I think music can give us that moment in time and that memory and and no one can ever take that away. And it's like you can always go back to that 
to that special place for those, you know, for those two people and, and relive that memory. I think that's so beautiful. And thank you for sharing it as well. Cause I think it's so lovely to hear that from, from people. Let's have most welcome. (laughs) Let's have a little listen to some of it now. This is right down the line by Jerry Rafferty. I just want to see. so lovely <laughs> I can oh, hear the I, smile in your in your yeah. love <laughs> it's it's I, my memory right now if I was to paint the picture and I hear it is my dad handing me off to my husband I think I did the, the dad wait did we do the father dance first I can't remember but dad being there smiling and my wedding dress like swishing around and all family and friends around and me and dan just like smiling and saying oh we did it we actually yeah. did it. Yeah, such a nice memory. It's such a lovely memory. Beautiful. And and I think, you know, you can hear as well that kind of influence of Beatles and Bob Dylan and, and that sort of folky style as well that he was, you know, heavily influenced by. It's very comforting sound, I think, musically. Um, and yeah, what gorgeous, what a gorgeous song to have at your wedding. What, what a good choice. Um, but thank you for sharing such wonderful stories and great music as well with me today. Um, it, it's got to the point at the podcast where I make a suggestion of a song for you. Now, I try and link these to your other choices in some way, but this time I've just chosen a song that I think you will love in its entirety just because of the sound. And it's incredibly strong um Bulgarian folk song it's called Kaval Sviri and I don't know when it was written and it's not hugely well known but it is just something that for me has this inner strength in the way that it's sung and I think there's these super satisfying chord changes that I feel like you might appreciate as well so um we'll have a little listen to it and feel free to go and listen to it in full afterwards but of course you can say if you don't like it as well so um here goes this is an excerpt of Caval Sviri Oh, I wanted to hear the next bit. <laughs> what did you think? Beautiful. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. It has almost like an African chant nature to it as well, like um, reminiscent of those kind of like folk African songs. Um, it's really beautiful. Yeah, very um, haunting. Definitely. Um, but, whim- but whimsical at the same time. It's like a sort of innocence and a, a childlike nature to the sort of, melody is um it's beautiful yeah very very beautiful thank you for playing that 
No, it's um, an absolute pleasure. I'm, I'm glad that you liked it. And yeah, do you listen to it in full um, or anyone that wants to listen to it as well? It's, it is, yeah, best place to find it is YouTube. I don't think there's too many recordings of it, but it's it's really beautiful. And the, the kind of lyrics are that of a sort of lullaby or a poem, you know, as in much folk music that we hear now anyway um but yeah one of my favorite songs and I just thank you so much Vivi for chatting today it's been an absolute pleasure and I cannot wait to read your book or children's book I cannot wait to get it for my daughter and I also can't wait to hear the new music that you'll be creating so thank you so so much you are so welcome it's been an an awesome pleasure it's so lovely to just talk about music I just I know (laughs) it's just like the best ever it's like oh so it's been a real pleasure and um if you want to get the book it's at www.wokekidsbooks.com or on Amazon or at Waterstones or any major book retailer and yeah I just thank you I'm just buzzing I'm, I'm gonna have a little dance now when we finish this and yeah be smiling all day definitely no it's a pleasure and what a good I think as well what a good Christmas present as well if you need a Christmas present for a a cousin or a niece or a nephew or anyone I think that's a you know and obviously as well next year with new music as well obviously let us know when that happens because that's so exciting as well oh yeah I will do and hopefully maybe you could come back on I don't know I just like you're lovely to talk to very easy to talk to so yeah but fingers crossed we do get that album out it's it's all about motherhood so it's very you know very keeping to my experiences but yeah fingers crossed the amazing the, 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 I'll be I'll be the first to buy it or pre-order I'm gonna tell Harry Aww. my husband now. he's gonna be like yes <laughs> new music <laughs> Aww, thank you so much oh man. thanks Vivi legend I really hope you've enjoyed today's podcast and I'd love to hear about your favourite piece of music. So make sure you pop a comment on Apple reviews with your song choice and the story behind it. I'm going to be reading out some of your stories in an upcoming Minnesota. Also, we've now put our guest song choices in the show notes. So if you want to hear any of their songs again, you can find them there. Thanks so much, guys, and see you next time. 